0: The The living room's dark, save for light being cast From the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise That's teasing the one-starry sky With whispers
1: of morning Hello, George. Hello, Mr. Lyons. How are you today, sir? Uh, other than the surprising bout of near death I was suffering from just as recently as yesterday, I'm I'm otherwise pretty good. But you, How about you?
2: Uh, pretty 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 good. You know, I I am not near death. Um, which I, <laughs> I mean, always we're,
1: we're all approaching death. Yeah,
2: I mean, as T goes to infinity, death comes for us all. But what do we say to the god of death? Is it? Oh crap! Is it not today?
1: It's not today. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I knew I knew the reference you were making, but I was like, "Oh man, if I screw this up, I'm gonna have to give up like a nerd point."
2: <laughs> like you just have to sacrifice one of your nerd t-shirts on an altar, you know? Yeah,
1: At, yeah. I, I got I got to take a take like my sunrise robot shirt upstairs and like slash a big hole through the middle
2: while 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 crying and like playing some <laughs> sappy song in the background.
1: <laughs> so so we played Excite Bite this time. Yes, we did, and. I think – so you you suggested this game, and it was one of those games that, like, I'd had deep in the recesses of my mind of, like, we should eventually play this game. And then I somehow forgot about it completely. And nice. Th- this is what happens when you don't write things down, right? Like, we have a list of <laughs> games we might play, and somehow that one didn't make it on there. And then when you said it, I was like, yes, I totally want to play bike
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, I, I- – this this game has a weird kind of nostalgia for me just because like it's one that I remember playing but I was so when I was so young when I played it intensely that I don't remember it too much all I remember is really the emotion associated with it which is just just pure joy like just <laughs> bottled joy like associated with this game where I just remember all I remember is the act of playing it. Like I couldn't tell you much about it. but I remember the act of playing it and just having a blast. And uh and yeah, so I was just kind of like when because th- this week we were looking for a a more truncated experience, not something that, you know, you could really sink your teeth into like some one with a strong green-capped protagonist that <laughs> I would just, you know, love to get into someday. No, no, nothing 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 like that. <laughs> So, uh, so when when we were just kind of kicking it around, I was like, "What about Excite Bike? I think that's kind of a a Dr. Mario esque type of experience." And uh, I, I don't feel, I certainly don't feel disappointed on that front.
1: Well, and I'm I'm kind of glad you have a, a similar weird nostalgia feeling toward this because I I'm only like one more step along memory lane from you, where I remember playing this at friends houses like i know that i didn't have this game mm-hmm. and i know that i was playing this at my friends houses but i cannot for the life of me remember who that person was <laughs> and and worse it because i know i played this when i was like definitely under 10 right like mm-hmm. i was i was playing this game you know sitting cross-legged like in a neighbor's house and I, the more i try to think about it like the fuzzier it gets where like I'm now just picturing the bedrooms of, like, every friend who lived within, like, a five-mile radius of my house. (laughs) Because I'm like, well, they had a Nintendo. Oh, but they had a Nintendo, too. Ooh. They had a Nintendo at their mom's house, and I think their mom's house was the one that was closer to me, so maybe I was there. Like, I just can't – I cannot remember who – I played this game with, but I know it was one person. It wasn't like I didn't troll about town like just playing excite bike with anybody who can me a <laughs> controller. Just But just, I, I just can't remember who it was.
2: Just sitting there, you know, like waiting for a passerby to come by, you'd be like, "Hey man, you want you want to play some excite bike?" Um, yeah, I just have have my leg out on the curb. Well, now with- is- <laughs> Just to go off on one of our, our show's signature tangents, let me ask you this. Are, are
1: we known for that? This is shocking news to me.
2: I know, right? Just blown away. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. In in your struggle to remember exactly where you were playing it, do you now have semi-concrete, if not concrete, memories of playing it at all of those different places?
1: Oh, yeah. If nothing else, this confirms to me that the ability to install fake memories in another person, is, I mean, I already believe this because I, <laughs> I believe the, the studies and stuff that I've read, but I have now experienced it where you could you could tell me that I played this at Kevin's house or Brian's house or Justine's house or one of like a dozen other people. And I'd be like, yes, yep. absolutely. I remember that. Yeah, no, that's. To me, deeply terrifying just because I I do
2: have a very strong memory uh, in college where basically I was like, for sure, I was doing thing A with person A. And then I just followed up with them like years later and be like, hey, remember when we did thing A? And they were like, no, man, I didn't do that. You did that with person B. And then all of a sudden, like the memory floodgates (laughs) opened. And like I it all came crashing back and like each memory, like you just saw a super cut of me remembering like all of the events with the other person. And then I was just kinda of, but now I still have a crystal clear memory of both events just with different people. So uh yeah, no, hu- human memory is terrifying. That's why we have to rely on facts and figures. And uh and that's the way I want to start the excite bike. <laughs> excite bike <laughs> podcast. That that seems uh yeah. yeah, I'm sure
1: everybody's in a good mood now. Yep. They're, all, they're all optimistic about where this is going. Yeah, yeah no, because so, now everybody's <laughs> just sitting there like,
2: like just everybody who's listening, everything you remember might be fake. So moving on, Excite by visuals.
1: I feel like if we ever do uh, some nostalgia goggles for movies, we have to start every single episode like that, except for the one where we watch Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah no we 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 could totally do uh do some really fun stuff with a total recall nostalgia goggles like with like a a nostalgia goggles within a nostalgia goggles. no, what we should do is is do the entire nostalgia goggles like we've already done a total recall podcast there you go there it is, yeah. and now we've spoiled it, or have oh. we. <laughs>
1: maybe we already did
2: (laughs) uh yeah yeah no i actually i remember that total recall podcast that was a good podcast
1: yeah and Mm. you can find it at dot (laughs) com right yeah (laughs) Uh. so this game has graphics and like every nintendo game they have like five colors to deal with and i super respect their ability to to make reliable graphics but I have to – I need to just jump straight to a complaint about the visuals. Go for it. Did you – at any time while you were playing, did you actually look directly at the audience? No,
2: because like in the Doctor Who episode where he says every time you see something out of the corner of a mirror, it's <laughs> it's the one of the family, right, that he, yeah. he put there. I didn't want to look directly. I think like my brain knew not to look directly at the audience. Cause it's like, you don't want to see that man. Like it's, it's going to be bad,
1: but it, it yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it's, it's woefully underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, it, it's just like rectangle body square head and, and then just lather, rinse, repeat a thousand times across the entire back of the screen. So, I mean you're you're not supposed to be looking up there. You're supposed to be looking at what you're doing, but man, if you just take a second to like raise your eyes up, it's like wow, looks terrible. Well, I think it's because <laughs> if I remember correctly
2: from my excite bike lore, is that it all happens in Cronenberg Cronenberg universe <laughs> from Rick and Morty. So they're all they're all Cronenberg excite
1: bike fans. So we're we're gonna go off on another crazy tangent Whew. here, but this one's shorter. So <laughs> Apparently, there's a beer uh, brewery called Cronenberg.
2: Oh, well, we we have to go there.
1: Well, I mean, it's spelled differently. It's not. It's obviously not the same thing. No. Oh. Um, and it, I made. Mean, I'm I'm thinking that's how it's pronounced. I have decided <laughs> that it is because it makes the joke funnier. Um. But I use a uh, smartphone app called Untapped, Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like a dumb social networking thing for beer. I don't care about any of that. I use it because human memories are fallible, as we discussed earlier, I think. Or did we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just use it to like log like, oh, here's a beer. Here's about how I felt about it. So if I am ever struggling to order something, I can look at things that I've ordered before well, this one was from like Cronenberg Brewery. And when you log it, you can put in a, uh, like a little comment or a quote about it because it's supposed to be like a social network. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know if anyone follows me on there. I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I put as my comment for that beer, uh, wow, Morty, I really cronenberg up this beer, <laughs> didn't I?
2: <laughs> yes, that, that, that is, that is fantastic. And that's, um, yeah, we, we, we should check that place out. Cause I would just love to be like, oh yeah, no, I went to Cronenberg
1: brewery and then I'm, just, I'm fairly confident it's either in Canada or Germany. Uh, well, <laughs>
2: I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we could still, it's, we could it's, still it's, go. Nice. it's too bad we didn't do that when we went to Germany. Wait, we went to Germany,
1: right? Yeah. I have photographs, I think.
2: Yeah, sure. Or did we? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so the visuals for me and this, this kind of, um, so, first of all, I didn't realize this when I was younger, especially because I think the games that I played on the n e s and then subsequently on the Super Nintendo were kind of all over the place, like for instance, like you know you look at Excite Bike and you compare its visuals to like Super Mario Three, it's almost like they're on different platforms, right. Yes, but <laughs> it, it does feel that way. Yeah, but if you if you if you compare Excite Bike to like Super Mario World right, or Super Mario,
1: right? Right, they, they're, they're much more comparable. You know, so I do ha- which so in just in the interest of like a historical timeline, mm-hmm. Excite Bike was a near launch title in Japan and a launch title in the U.S. Mm. So the amount there was like four years between um, Excite Bike. Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers and then Super Mario Brothers 3 and and you typically see that kind of evolution on a platform where right. like oh the original PlayStation games aren't nearly as good as the ones near the end of the system's life cycle but I mean when you look at like Bike next to Super Mario Brothers 3 it's like wait these were really still on the same console
2: exactly yeah and so then immediately you know I'd want to be like well I know the console can do better but yeah like you said like there is that evolution as time goes so you know, I, I so I find myself when we're playing NES games, they have to like forcibly remind myself, like, no, remember, this is Nintendo. And so I've actually been enjoying that if for no other reason than just like to like, because if you told me like, oh, well, the jump from NES to Super Nintendo, I was like, yeah, it's OK. But it's nothing compared to like the N64 when you put in the third dimension. Ooh. But honestly, there there is a stark difference between the two the two systems and the two platforms. So I'm trying to be more forgiving of the visuals. Um, That, that being said, uh, I I think the visuals were solid. Um, Like you said, they only have a couple of different colors and this bleeds into gameplay a little bit, but um, so there are two, there are two modes. There's bike by yourself and bike with others, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. bike bike alone or bike with friends. (laughs) Right. So I tried
2: both and with bike, well, Bike with friends, I think, is playing it a little fast and loose because it's
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they kind of all hate
2: you. <laughs> yeah. And n- no one had more beef with me than Purple. I do not know what <laughs> Purple's deal was. I don't know why Purple had some issue with me, but uh purple and I did not get along at all because <laughs> I just every time he could, he just decked me off of my bike. And so <laughs> um so I, that, that, like I said, like you said, like there's only like however many like five real colors that they can use and so when you're driving through they recycle those colors so it's it's a different like sprite technically but to me it was just always it's always purple man purple purple yeah and then i that
1: that actually led to a tiny bit of cognitive dissonance and I've, i've noticed as we've replayed some of these games that i'm because we are trying to look at them with a critical eye it it does like take a little bit of the luster off your enjoyment Mm. because you're like looking for things that are going right and looking for things that are going wrong. And that kind of critical attention to detail pulls you a little bit out of the moment, which I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's neither here nor there. And I guess we're, we're just delaying that enjoyment to later when we get to, you know, either rant about how terrible it was or rave about how great the game was on the podcast. But I did notice that, uh, there are more, excite bikers uh then actually start the race with you yes so i would like blow past everybody at the beginning and then like purple would just like fade in from the right side of the screen as i caught up with him and i'm like when did you start the race (laughs) and why were you allowed to start from way the hell up there or were you allowed to start like half an hour ago and now like (laughs) i'm expected to catch up with you like what's going on here
2: yeah my my only like thought side thought to that um and i have i I have a bunch of weird thoughts on the mechanics of this universe that we're starting in but like your your placement is based solely on time which is a little you know fine whatever so
1: yeah the the other riders are literally just obstacles they don't actually impact your place at all
2: right so to me it's i i I kind of in, in my mind thought of it as like when you do uh a run you know how like you get put into like groups you know yeah and so you can definitely outpace everybody in your group and then still run into other runners you know so i just thought of them as like they're in like a third they're they're
1: they're in an earlier wave yeah (laughs) Uh,
2: that was and and i couldn't have told you that until you mentioned that and i was like why didn't that bother me i was like oh right because like my brain just said you know oh they were they've been going and now they're just, they're just my problem that I have to deal with. But, uh,
1: I I don't know much about motocross. I'm fairly confident. It doesn't work like that, but, but I feel like I remember somebody telling me one time that that's how it
2: works. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I sure you could find a transcript of that conversation somewhere or (laughs) at least a recording. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, uh, so yeah. I mean, and also too in motocross, I don't think that you're regularly supposed to be like punching people off of their bikes or like checking them to, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know much (laughs) about motocross, but I don't know. Like it seemed a little, a little bit more like, Oh, what, what is that? Um, the, the skating when you,
1: Oh, Oh crap. Was that uh road rash? Road rash? Is that, Oh crap. I think it was, yeah. Where it was like, uh, you had you could pick up like chains and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. whale on people. Oh man, oh, we're gonna have to play Road Rash eventually. Now, done. That sounds, <laughs> sounds good to me
2: because <laughs> it's just gonna be it's gonna be a a, a masterclass in comparing that to Excite Bike and just being like it's like Excite Bike but on steroids.
1: Um like excited bite, but the violence is built in. So
2: so we 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 do try to keep each podcast a standalone. So I won't I won't harp on this too long. But one thing that I was super excited about was I was always very clear on which plane I was in. And <laughs> after some yes. other games that we've played, that's become a lot more important to me. So So that was nice. I I did think that, like, they did a good job with the visuals in the sense that, like, when I would hit down, like, there was a very distinct animation of me, like, going down and then me shifting down. And that was clearly in, you know, row three and whatever.
1: And and you cannot screw that up.
2: Right. You can't screw it up. And whatever obstacles are in that row are clearly defined in that row. You know, like there's not, there was no point where I was like, Oh wait, is this in, you know, row three or row four? It was like, I always knew exactly what obstacles I was going to be dealing with and where I was. So I was never struggling with that. And sometimes I'd screw it up anyways, but then it felt like my fault, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and that's true for um, your movement as well. Cause when you hit down if you tap down or if you hold down, you will move in increments of whole rows. Right. So if you hold down long enough to travel one row, you will move exactly one row. If you tap down, you will move exactly one row. So, it you know, and and likewise for up, obviously. But it, it's nice to see that kind of clarity in a game like this because they could have easily made obstacles that span multiple rows. They could have made obstacles that were... Like, kind of bled over. Like, oh, this one, the graphic only looks like it covers one row, but it's really that row and kind of the one next to it. And yeah. like, they, they could have done lazy things like that or annoying design decisions like that. But they were like, no, we're going to, you're always going to know where you are. You're always going to know exactly what's in front of you. And if you move to another row, you will pass that thing. Right. And, and, and they're, they're, I think the mud obstacle is the only one that it's obvious that that's a tile, by which I mean, that is like a pre-drawn tile mm. because there are places where there's two rows of mud and it's the exact same tile side by side. Mm-hmm. But that still reinforces like, oh, okay, so now lanes three and four have mud in them and if I move to lane one or two, I won't hit the mud.
2: And I may be wrong on this, but is is there ever a situation where it's lane one and two or is it always one and three or two and four? <sighs>
1: Here, here's why I think it's See all, this is the fallibility of human memory cuz I had such a clear picture of it in my head until you challenged me and now I'm like <laughs> now it's
2: now it's all shaky. No here here's why here's my data driven observation on why I think it's probably <laughs> 1 and 3 or 2 and 4 is because did you go into the design mode at all? Oh yes. Yeah, no you got I mean right cuz that that to me was one of the things I remember having the fondest memory of. Um but when I went in there I just basically created a course where I was like put in A obstacle, put in B obstacle, C, D and just went through the whole thing. If I remember I don't remember seeing any of the obstacles in that list where like I remember one of them being mud at 1 and 3 and the next one being mud at 2 and 4 and then that was it for mud obstacles.
1: You know what I'm I think I might be picturing is it's not two muds in the same uh, x axis with two in the y axis it's oh. two so Horizontal. it's like x x3 and x4 have mud so the first time you see mud i think it's just a one slot and then later in some of the later tracks they do two slots maybe yeah. maybe yeah i don't know yeah. i mean like, like i said like it's but but yeah i mean it,
2: again in defense of the visuals is it's always very clear and i don't know if the the system had the power to do something as as uh great as gradient, gradiented yeah sure as like to have because there's four slots there's four lanes right i didn't i don't know if they even had the power to do a non-lane based system where you could just travel almost continuously but i'm really glad that they didn't because again you know it it to me it's like the goal of this is to dodge dodge obstacles go fast dodge obstacles jump high right like that's like the core aesthetic so having something that worked on like a a seemingly continuous right system as opposed to one that's like quantized at one two three and four to me would almost conflict with that aesthetic because then you would always be wondering like oh am i going to clip this or and that would just be kind of a pain so
1: and i think i'm pretty sure they could have done what would have appeared to our eyes as a gradient, even though I mean they're pixels, so there has right. to literally be a cutoff somewhere. But I think I think they could have done things that would have appeared as a gradient, but for mechanics reasons, which I mean we're really straying into mechanics here, but for <laughs> mechanics reasons they decided not to, which I'm with you on. Like there's very little um very little benefit to the player to saying hey, you know this game about dodging obstacles? We've made it harder to tell where the obstacles are. Right. Like that's not, maybe you have like an advanced mode or something like in a more modern game where it's like now the obstacles are harder to see or now they're they're invisible and you have to just remember where they are or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, a, a game like this in this era, you, you kind of expected it to do what it says on the tin and it's like if that's where the mud is and I'm anywhere but right there I'm not hitting the mud right
2: and, and then and cuz there were a couple of times when in this this tracing the mechanics but we're like I'd wipe out and I was like ah, I don't really know why I wiped out there but then like given enough time as I started to work through it, I'm like oh okay this is this is why you know but it was never a situation when I would wipe out like that it would be like on a jump you know there was never a situation where all of a sudden I'm like why am i moving slowly it's like well because you're <laughs> moving through grass or through mud or whatever so i felt the visuals were very clear in that sense and
1: and and it does do a little spray animation yeah like when you're in the grass or you go through the mud it does like a little you know debris flying up from the back tire which i was like oh that's, that's cute i like yeah.
2: that um another thing on the visuals and this this kind of deals with mechanics a little bit but another thing on the visuals that i noticed so there's two buttons there's a which makes you go fast and b which makes you go faster right which i i I like that (laughs) (laughs) i like that too because it's like why what you don't need a break in this game like nobody's there's no reason to go slower you know um but so when i was playing um you know single player mode right just going through and you know i hit button a and i'm going and i hit button b and i didn't really it makes a different sound but i couldn't really tell exactly what it did until all of a sudden i hit a jump and just moved off of that jump like i was just <laughs> just on cocaine you know and so i was like oh, okay well I, i'm going faster and it really became visually i became aware of it when i went into play b mode or whatever when when it's you versus versus friends i'd say um and uh and when you hit b you just start blowing by people, right? And then we hit A, you normally keep pace, right?
1: Yeah, because you don't – they're your only frame
2: of reference. Right. The only other frame of reference you have is the the audience, which I wasn't really looking at because Cronenberg's. And <laughs> the little um, – they're, they're a little like, I guess, whatever, poles. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. There's the photographers, I guess.
2: There's the photographers and there's like little poles or something like towards the top. Of the screen and the bottom. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. So those are your like frames of reference, right? So when you hit B, so when you when, when you're hitting A, all of that's p- passing at rate A, right? And when you hit B, all of that continues to pass at rate A. The bikers move slower. So I don't think that you're making the engine go faster. I think that you're slowing down time around you. And and all everybody so I think it's I think it's a time machine. Um <laughs> and uh I'm pretty sure I no, in fact, I'm certain that I read somewhere in the past uh
1: that <laughs> That would make your crashes far more spectacular. <laughs> because from the universe's point of view, you're hitting this thing at like an unacceptable speed.
2: Yes. Yeah. No, like all of a sudden, like because you know, you're like, Well, this bike can only go sixty miles an hour. It's It's kind of like how when you you approach the speed of light, it's like, look, man, the speed of light can only go this fast. It's like, well, I'm going near the speed of light. So what about the light I'm generating? It would have to go fast, right? No, speed of light doesn't change. (laughs) (laughs) Something's got to bend. So it's going to be time. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. So time's going to dilate a little bit. It'll be fine. You won't notice it. People around you will. It's like, no, hang on. Wait. Just make the light go faster. Mm-mm, no, so I like that concept <laughs> applied in Excite Bike, where it's like, "Look, man, this bike can only go sixty miles an hour. Well, I need it to go faster. Okay, well, we can't do that. We, we can slow down time. Oh, well, well, yeah, that 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 works too.
1: Well, and this speaks to um, slightly more in the realm of reality. This, this speaks. To, <laughs> this speaks to like some of the interesting workarounds slash things that were openly ignored slash things people didn't realize they were ignoring in game design, Mm -hmm. because it's not like people 25 years ago were idiots. There's probably people who worked on this game who were like, oh man, when you go faster to make the entire rest of the world move faster so that it's like a, a consistent experience and feeling of acceleration, that'd be super hard or maybe impossible. Like maybe they didn't at that time have a good way to like make the Nintendo communicate that information to you. So we're not going to do that. That's we're (laughs) not, we're not going to do that instead we're gonna make your bike dilate time. Yep, and everyone else will slow down, <laughs> and you will continue to move at what seems to be the same speed, but which will appear to be faster.
2: Well, I would certainly believe that the Nintendo was just unable to render at the time those that those images that quickly. It, it's like the uh, what is it? The Silent Hill series with the uh, fog. You know, <laughs>
1: yes. like how they,
2: they were just like, and it's like awesome and super creepy, but it's just really hiding the draw distance. Or I just. I just recently read that apparently um when they were making I think Wing Commander, like basically <laughs> the the exit prompt. Yeah, the exit prompt. <laughs> yeah. So basically like every time it would exit, it would give like this like random error. So it it said like, you know, error four oh four, blah blah blah. And so the person just changed the error message to read, Thank you for playing Wing Commander. And it's like that's yeah. brilliant. You know? So it's
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's in like game design legend. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, the the fog thing in Silent Hill, um, it it's like usually when in modern gaming, when we think of like, you know, oh cutting it like, oh, there's this new mechanic because the technology is there to like do VR to do, you know, super realistic faces and like you can count their eyelashes and stuff like we forget sometimes that every game leading up to this at the time that game was made they probably also felt like they were pushing the boundaries of what was possible oh
2: absolutely
1: so when you when you think about like excite bike i mean i don't have it up in front of me right now but basically the only part of the screen that isn't constantly being redrawn is the like status bar at the bottom yeah, but pretty much. Pretty much a hundred percent of the screen is being redrawn every single frame. Right. So that's yeah, a I mean, lot. That's, of, that's an intense amount of processing power. Yeah, that's,
2: that's a lot of heavy lifting. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, we we are literally making them feel like they're moving as fast as humanly possible all the time, which is which is absolutely the call, right? Because right. you want to feel like you're moving as fast as humanly possible all the time, and so then it's just like, well, how can we make them? feel like they're moving faster. It's like, well, we can either make them default move slower so that way they can feel like they're moving faster. It's like, well, that, that stings. It's like, or we can just do this like one visual glitch, which will make them feel like they're moving even faster. And I'm like, that. that's a win to me. No, actually, and to speak to a, a mild tangent, to speak to one of the things that you're saying before is I think that one of the things that mo- modern gaming and modern movies both suffer from now is our ability to do anything has kind of made some games and movies lose some of their magic you know um just simply because like for example um and this is a a movie example comes to mind i was talking with a friend of ours recently and she was saying that um you know she went to go see uh one of the new apparently aliens the aliens franchise is still making movies which i don't know what that's about
1: but. oh yeah the the newest one is called oh my god they made another aliens movie
2: yeah actually i remember seeing that on the uh poster for sure i remember that yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um anyways uh and no, all this is true oh so um but you know she said uh, like oh my gosh like like 50 things popped out of people's chests like there, there were just a thousand chest exploders i was just kind of like she was like in the first movie that happened once and then you were just terrified of happening again i'm like yeah probably because it cost a lot of money to do that effect and so the same thing with the lightsabers in you know star wars or with like any or like this with excite bike where you know it's like you know in the original star wars you were super excited when they pulled out the lightsabers because it was so rare you know and it's like because it cost a lot of money to do that effect and they just didn't have the money to do it you know and so in the prequels, when like everybody's got a lightsaber and it's like seizure inducing
1: to watch the movies, it's kind of a bummer. So I think yeah, I mean, the probably the most classic example of that is uh, the shark in Jaws. You almost never see the shark in Jaws because it looked ridiculous and because it cost a fortune and because every time they got it near the water, it broke. So, <laughs> it yeah, exactly. like, yeah, they were really incentivized to not overshow the monster in right. that monster movie. And then, you know, flash forward, God, twenty plus years. Uh, do you remember the movie Cloverfield?
2: I thought for sure you were going to go with Sharknado, but yes, I also. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, um, I, I never saw that, that would have been, that would have been the more salient <laughs> reference, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have not had time to see that movie yet. Yeah. So in, uh, in Cloverfield, I remember when that movie was getting ready to come out by our you know, friends of ours who were like big into horror movies and monster movies and stuff were like, Oh my God, like you're going to be able to go in. And like the big thing is like, you're never going to see the monster. Like nobody knows what the monster looks like. I was like, Oh, huh. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm not a big horror movie guy. So I was like, yeah, I guess that would make it scarier. Cause like fear of the unknown and blah, blah, blah. And then either right before the movie was released or right after, uh, somebody leaked or found like a model of what the cuz i mean they they knew what the monster looked like so that it could interact with the world in a consistent way right and then the model got leaked or or whatever and it, it was shown to the world and it was like kind of dumb looking and like sort of underwhelming yeah and and i'm sure most people were just like oh now cloverfield's dumb and it's like no that's the whole point Right. The whole point is that it was, like, the unknown that you were afraid of, and now that you know, it is lost. I mean, it's still a giant monster that could step on you, but, like, now you know what you're dealing with, whereas before you didn't. Well,
2: it's it's exactly the idea of, like, with Doctor Who, where it's, you know, you never know what's going to be in your room until you until you find it, and then you realize <laughs> it couldn't have been anything else. It's like, you, you're going to make up the most terrifying thing to you in your brain and uh, And I think that leads us nicely back into the visuals and excite Pike, which is that it terrified <laughs> me to my very core, right? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um uh so so again, you know it's an n e s game um you know the visuals they i, I felt that uh, the visuals um to to put my bow on visuals, I felt that like like we said is that they 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 suited the purpose very well, they suited the mechanics very well, and uh I, honestly. Yes, they were underwhelming compared to like Super Mario World or something like that, you know, or, or, um, or I mean, certainly, you know, like The Last of Us. Like, I wouldn't compare Excite Bike <laughs> to like The Last of Us, you know. That, that's very generous of you. <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, I'm an altruist at heart, but, um, <laughs> but that being said, I, I thought that they, uh, I thought, I thought they were good. I thought they served the medium well.
1: I, I agree. I do have this one other complaint, uh, before we jump into audio, which is, uh, your bike vibrates which is cool because, like, that feels pretty realistic. Like, you know, it's, it's a dirt bike. You would expect it to, you know, be vibrating with the powerful engine. Um, but you don't vibrate, hmm. which is also cool because it would be really disorienting if the thing you were staring at was fully vibrating. Mm-hmm. So I get why they did that, but I just could not stop wondering what kind of, like, shock mount your seat is on that you are perfectly stationary when you're on this thing that is freaking out all the
2: time. Hey man, it's a time machine. I don't think
1: they're going to skimp on the shocks, you know? That's fair. I mean, maybe, (laughs) maybe you need some kind of special shocks to travel through time.
2: I, I I certainly wouldn't. I mean, not personally. I, I, I know of time travel. I'm not personally an expert, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that, that, that conforms to my existing known biases, Two time travel, so okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think that I did notice that the the bike did vibrate, and I didn't. But to be honest, I didn't put together that like you didn't, you know.
1: Um, I mean, I th- I think it, that was the right again. That was the right decision because I, I don't know about you, but for me, I realized that I was staring almost entirely at the character's head, mm-hmm. like as my judgment of where I was, mm-hmm. and, if and that if was that yeah right and if that thing was like blurry all the time that would be really annoying like impossibly annoying yeah so i understand why they did it i just like i was when i was messing with the the turbo speed and versus the regular speed it just occurred to me i was like oh huh what am i sitting on (laughs) i I am so calm and relaxed and how do i get a pillow made out of it
2: Ooh, wait um aside from the the time travel argument i might have a a, another (laughs) another sciencey sciencey way to back this
1: you Um, consider that a okay go on
2: (laughs) (laughs) no is it okay so the 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 problem is and because i have done some um pixel art you know and so i can speak a little bit to the fact that you put one pixel in a different place and it completely changes what you're looking at right you know because i mean it you you don't have a lot of pixels to work with so um and i will say like i i'm not a huge motocross fan personally but i will say like when you're looking at like a, a running like you know like Kawasaki or something like that, right? You can see the you know, like like engine and the you know, like uh, the the chassis like vibrating a little bit. But you typically don't register like the person has to be vibrating a little bit too, but they're vibrating less, you know, because because they're stabilizing themselves. And there are shocks, right? So there is a threshold of vibration that registers as a pixel moving, and a threshold that does not. And and the 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 biker is is under that that threshold, and the bike is over it.
1: I prefer magic time travel
2: shocks. Excellent. So, you see, <laughs> we we give our listeners options. You know, either yeah.
1: <laughs> Either yeah, it's all about false dichotomies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So overall, visual is pretty good. What do you think of the um of the the music?
1: So. This is another game like a few other games we've played that until I had to think about the music it didn't really occur to me that there you know like isn't any Right um so there's the music on the title screen and this is another song that you can tell when you when you look back on your life uh as an adult I think you can really tell what things have stayed in the forefront of your mind and then you are sometimes shocked to find out what things are deep <laughs> in your subconscious because when you know I'm I've got like my list of things I'm going to take notes about and you know I sit down to play the game and the second the game turned on and it played the title music which is the only music I was yeah. what's on the title screen and the victory screen music um but it played the title screen music and I was immediately like oh excite bike like yeah. <laughs> like seeing like seeing an old friend i haven't seen in a long time like i imme- i couldn't have told you you know their name 20 minutes prior but then all of a sudden i was like do 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 do, do 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 yeah it just all came flooding back and and then when i when i got into the stage and there was like no music i was like oh yeah that's the only music in the yeah. game which is why it's so deeply ingrained
2: yeah no the, the that victory that victory tune which is you know what, what you were just humming like that that to me is i, I again like you said it, uh, and i think we've mentioned it before is you know manchurian candidate you know like somebody could have <laughs> just like played that to me and be like well it's exciting bike and time to go kill the president so here we go you know like now i want to see that movie again but like <laughs> he's humming that as he's like assembling the rifle <laughs> um yeah no but uh aside from that no yeah there is no music because it just it kind of like almost almost gives you like a false Climax because it it starts it, as the match starts the race starts you know it goes like you know dun dun and then it does like that one two three go no music and then it's just like uh, oh right there's no there's no music during this bit to be uh, fair though uh,
1: all because I, I feel like the the a uh, gas noise is like pretty tolerable and that's what you're hearing. You know, seventy-five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a really crappy driver, then you keep hearing like the crowd noise. Cause every time <laughs> you crash, there's kind of like a it's supposed to be like a roar murmur of the crowd. Right. And and it's it's amorphous enough that I'm not sure if the noise they're making is supposed to be one of excitement, like, yay, a crash, or like, oh my god, are they okay? <laughs> <laughs> like it's Oh my god, we are worse than the ancient Romans. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like and i mean it's maybe this might have been another thing that they intentionally designed like we don't want it to sound like excitement we don't want it to sound like panic we need something kind of in the middle
2: right something something to where you know it's it's the audience is clearly reacting you know so it doesn't like make you think like oh i just wiped out and nobody cares but you know at the same point in time they're like yeah but we don't want them to to it's not the the dog and duck hunt where your <laughs> only ally is openly mocking you you
1: know <laughs> like God, i hate that dog so much oh yeah no, um, i
2: mean how many how many blind shots
1: did you take at that dog all of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so so at the uh the the other like main noise you hear is the like the turbo gas noise right mm-hmm. um which is a horrible like that that noise is horrible yeah but it is nothing compared to the you're about to overheat noise like mm-hmm. the overheat warning yeah which i mean it's an alarm so it's definitely doing its job
2: yes no and and that's the thing is that, that so that was a like literally i've got like three notes on sound because you know it's just like <laughs> there's the music of which it's very memorable and very short and then uh the the the, the bike noises and i but i i yeah, like you said, it's that the one that you hear most of the time is tolerable. The one that you hear when you're hitting hitting the the time travel turbo boost is more. And then, you know, the alarm of like, oh, God, it's just, you're going to, it's all go you either need to shut this down or it's all going to shut down on its own in a couple of seconds noise, right? And so, but I liked that because I didn't always have to like be keeping my eye staunchly on the, you know, heat meter, you know? I could just, oh like, yeah,
1: you, you could play the game without the heat meter at all. Like the the audio and the visuals each function independently.
2: Yeah, which 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 was great because like a lot of times like I'd just be like, I'm gonna hit this as hard as I can for as long as I can, and then like I just hear, and then sometimes I'd hear it start to do like the overheat noise, and I'd know I'm like I've still got like a two second count before I or three second <laughs> count before I actually overheat. I just need that extra second to clear this jump and i'd clear the jump and then like ease off of it you know so uh, considering how fast and loose i was playing it with the turbo (laughs) boost i think i only overheated like two or three times which i think is less a statement on my prowess and more a statement of how stark the audio was to like remind me like hey stop it you know
1: yeah no because i mean that noise happens and then you're like anything anything to make that noise stop (laughs) just yeah what do you you want me to do let my foot off the gas whatever well it's a bike let my hand off the gas that man that sounds weird
2: (laughs) yeah yeah but uh, accurate but yeah no that and so yeah so i thought that i thought that the um the sound very adequately complemented gameplay you know um Especially because, again, when you when you're talking about NES games, you really like with SNES games and and up, you know, they I know they had a lot more memory to play with. So they, especially with like platformers and things like that, they, they could play it a lot more fast and loose with like what they wasted memory on and what they didn't. You know, so I feel that like in this game where you know it's it's about the visuals, it's about like gotta go fast. You know, this is the this is the Sonic of the NES, right? <laughs> um, so I think that they seem to have spent a lot of their energy, time and resources on the visuals and then just didn't really do a whole lot with sound. And I'm kind of OK with that.
1: Well, did you notice, too, that almost all of the sound effects are an attempt at realism? Right, mm-hmm. like the the engine is supposed to sound like an engine vibrating, and when you're pushing it to its limit, it's supposed to sound like an engine redlining, which is why it's overheating, and you can only do that for so long. And the crowd roar is supposed to sound like you know indistinguishable murmuring from thousands of people. Like it, everything is more or less an attempt at realism, except when you go over a jump, and it goes whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a super cartoony video gamey noise that is like nowhere in the realm. As far as I know, this memory I'm pretty clear on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever been near a person that when they, and it's funny because I mean the, the whole game is, is obviously video Mm gamey, right? I mean, just like every other game, but, but everything else feels like an attempt at like, oh, it's just like motocross, and you you get on your bike and you have to be careful how hard you push it, and you have to land with you know the bike at the right angle and everything. And but then every time you go over a jump, it's just whoop.
2: Yep. Yeah. No. Now, now also, I want to see a supercut of like motocross, <laughs> but like every time they jump, it's just that sound effect of like whoop. Especially because like normally there's a lot of them, so I just want to hear like whoop 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 whoop
1: whoop. whoop. <laughs> I think they're all. I would be profoundly disappointed in the internet if there is not already (laughs) a video like that on YouTube.
2: All right. I'm I'm writing that down. (laughs) Hang on. Visit YouTube. Visit the tubes. Get that that video and watch it. And and then giggle. Giggle like a a small child.
1: You consider there's about 2 billion people who have access to the internet. There is just statistically, there is no way in hell... We're the first people to think of that, and there are a lot more. There are just so many more people with free time on their hands that you and I don't have. <laughs> like, I, and seriously, I will be profoundly disappointed. Also, I will like go buy a lottery ticket because hmm. that's how statistics works.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, now, now a, we can resolve this this offline. But a small part of me wants to be like slap it and then and then you, you got to find it like if you can find it then then you win the slap bet but if you can't you're looking it up right now aren't you
1: <laughs> no but we i'm i'm do you want to go to slap bet over this we could go to slap bet over this
2: uh, no cuz i'm pretty sure that you're right no <laughs> i want to get slapped all
1: right, I all just right. I just want it to be a thing that we both get to enjoy, so we will find it after the show. Okay,
2: so, so gentleman's agreement then,
1: Gen- gentleman's bet. Yeah. All right, yeah. You, um, you anyways, the uh, that's really all
2: I had for sound. Um, you know, like all the I, I felt that all the sounds were complemented gameplay when when they existed.
1: You know, yeah, agreed. I mean, it what you would expect from a, a NES era game. Um, I I do think that they m- may have technologically i think they may have been able to put some kind of simple music underneath the constant bike sound like mm. the en- the engine rumble but even if they could let's let's even pretend they somehow had the full you know audio chip that they could have somehow devoted to two tasks um i don't think it would have really worked very well because the music is simple enough on a nest cartridge that even if you somehow could use its full power, if you then put the rumble noise over that, it would probably just sound like garbage.
2: Mm, yeah, no, I mean, almost certainly. And, and again, like, I think that that was the, the, the choices they were like, we can either do the sound effects, which, you know, let the player know what's going on in the game or have some nonsense chip toony, you know, music. And I mean, like, honestly, I mean, it's, possible that if they had like some good chip music that like people would still play the excite bike chip tunes or whatever you know but i don't think it would have i don't think excite bike was ever going to be mega man or mario (laughs) level like music you know so
1: yeah it's it's not it's not what any of us came here for no
2: i didn't didn't come here for you know like like that was just the get that right back in your Just head off,
1: off off top of your head yeah first first song came to mind Yep.
2: <laughs> that that's for the rest of my life that is always the first song that comes to my mind <laughs>
1: that's fair um, um so, so so controls and i guess controls and mechanics cuz the 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 nature of this game is that the way you control it is what all the mechanics are
2: yeah to, to me like that we always do like kind of controls mechanics like that's all kind of the same generally they're close enough intertwined it's kind of hard to to differentiate between the two um i
1: think the the more modern you get the more these things are divided and this is unless you go to you know pre-modern consoles you don't get a whole lot earlier generation than excite bike that is true um so i mean dividing them is pointless but the the one no, there were two. Okay, sorry. I'm looking at my notes here. There were two specific mechanics that really irritated me, uh, and I'll call them out because otherwise I feel like the mechanics are fairly inoffensive. Yeah. But But uh, you... If if you are behind... Like, if you're further behind another driver mm-hmm. when you interact... Yeah. Whoever's in the back always takes the fall. Yes. It It does not slow down or cause any grief to the driver who's in front. Yeah. So you basically are 100% disincentivized from ever like rear-ending someone right but this is the one time where it's not your your y plane that you're struggling or your z plane that you're struggling with it's your x plane mm-hmm. but if you are in a lane next to someone you really got to think twice before you like go barging into their lane. You need to be damn sure you are just slightly ahead of them, because otherwise you're going to fall to the ground like an ass, and they're going to just drive away, you know, giving you the finger and laughing.
2: <laughs> yes. Um. So a couple of things on that. One is, um, so I I agree that that was that was frustrating because there there's really there were a couple of times when. Somebody would just like jam into my lane and it was like, and I was having difficulty processing. I'm like, well, I can either avoid the mud obstacle or completely wipe out. And my brain would be like, avoid the mud obstacle. It's like, obviously. <laughs> and then it's like, no, wait, that was clearly the wrong decision. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely frustrating. But I will, in, in defense of that mechanic, I will say like the nice thing is that, like you said, you always wipe out if you like like the person in behind they always wipe out so then like if you're ahead i would a lot of times wipe out other people just as long as i knew that like i was and normally i give it like the wheel like if i if my back wheel was a, was fully ahead of their back wheel then i would just barge into their lane like it was nobody's business and just slap the heck out of them and then just like <laughs> blaze off into the distance and especially if that driver was purple because, <laughs> because, man, there, there was one time, and I knew that the game had gotten to me, when there was a purple driver who was, like, just barely behind me, and I let off the gas altogether. So, <laughs> so, so that way, he'd run into me. And the funny thing is, like you said at the beginning, your place isn't based on the people that you're raising. It's based solely on your time, right? So. I didn't gain anything out of that. I (laughs) I actively lost my lost time, which means I hurt myself and to no avail, but oh I felt better.
1: Is is this like a Hatfield McCoys thing? Like (laughs) <laughs> like you and the Purple Riders can't even remember who started the feud. I, but like for, for generations of Purple and Red Riders, we've <laughs> been fighting each other in the streets. But
2: but just like the Doctor Who episode, it's only been 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but actually I can say with 100% certainty, my memory says that it was the Purple Riders that started it. So I'm I'm pretty confident in asserting that.
1: Well, and in true uh justice fashion, since there are no purple riders here to defend themselves, I'm going to have to give it to you as being th- the right person in this case. <laughs> yeah, being
2: being right is 100% a function of showing up. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah that, that sounds right. Um so yeah, so um so like yeah, that was that was frustrating. I will definitely say that because there were there were definitely a couple of times when you know, I would just be driving along and somebody be like, Ooh, Hey, I want in his lane. And I'd be like, well, I couldn't really have anticipated you doing that. And especially on the areas where it was a two lane, you know, where like the top two lanes were dirt. Oh yeah. You know? Cause I was just like, I have to be in one of these two lanes and I, I can't be in yours cause then it will wipe me out. So I'm just in this one and just hoping that you don't wipe me out. So yeah, that, that, that was frustrating.
1: Although I didn't, I mean your negative history with the purple riders aside <laughs> I didn't feel like the other drivers were overly aggressive I would agree like, with that yeah like there was there were times where I was like oh I was headed for the ramp and and they also wanted to hit the ramp and and we collided but I didn't often feel like that asshole just drove right into me right like <laughs> like it was it was usually it, it usually i mean the tiny little bit of motocross i've actually seen in reality most collisions like you can get really hurt oh god and, yes i mean and best case scenario it just makes you perform worse in the race like those drivers those right drivers, drivers i keep flipping back and forth those <laughs> those sailors they don't really <laughs> they don't really want to collide because it it helps no one, and it potentially hurts everyone. Right. So it, and and the, the, I mean, AI, such that it is, but, like, the the computer-controlled characters did not feel like they knew that I was the human and they were trying to make my life harder. Like, they all all acted like they were also trying to win the race, which... It is nice because I'm, again, that's probably partially a limitation of the technology, but I mean, they could have made the the other riders act like huge schmucks and just crash into you constantly, but they didn't because that would be slightly less realistic and way less fun. Way less fun. Although
2: I agree with everything that you're saying and it's starting to sound like, I had to be the one that started this. <laughs> Cause if we're saying that the AI is like, yeah, yeah, is not that aggressive. Like, yeah, no, it's not. It never really came after me. No, it didn't. Wait a
1: minute. And <laughs> well, so, so let, let's take this, you know, way, way out to the extreme. So, so the, these writers, they're all like genuine good people. Some of them probably have families, mm-hmm. right? Like Certainly. they just, they just, this is their, their career. It's their passion. Like, they just want to get out there and 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 run the race and and have a good time and maybe take home a trophy. You, from their point of view, are an immortal demigod with a time machine, yep who just <laughs> occasionally decides that you don't like the color of someone's shirt mm-hmm. yep yep, and push them to have a life threatening crash mm-hmm. and then when you're bored with toying with their lives. Turn off their universe.
2: Yes. Yeah. No. They, then, then I, I sing the song that ends the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. It. I and I might be wrong. It sounds like I might be the villain. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah, no, nah. sh- nah. No. No. Surely. No. 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 I'm the hero. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> because because everything you described, that's what heroes do. <laughs> um. On a more <laughs> on back back to mechanics. Um, so one of the things that I noticed that like so I don't know when this mechanic was birthed. It may be very well this game, but little arrows, chevrons, like chevrons on the floor mean
1: go faster, right? Uh they mean something. I mean, typically I I I would say in modern driving games they mean go faster in this one they mean cool your engine down and that was a
2: huge like realization to me was because i'm used to modern gaming where it's like you see the chevrons on the ground generally that means go faster and i'd hit the chevrons but then again you know it doesn't your speed doesn't change the background going faster or not right right you know so i was like oh well obviously it's making me go faster until i started playing with like all of the other people's And I was like, "Is this make me me be going any faster? But then all of a sudden, I saw it just cool my engine way down. I was like, amazing. And then, like, if I knew, because there's four, five tracks? Five tracks?
1: Uh, Five, yeah.
2: Five. So as I played track one, like, more and more and more, I started to memorize where it's, like, some of the stuff was. And so I just hardline it. Like, my engine's like, dude, you got to cool it back. I'm like, no, 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 check this out. And then like, I just like hit that engine cool down and it was just all gravy. So, so that was a huge realization for me that the Chevrons didn't make you go faster. They gave you the ability to go faster longer.
1: So they they are the uh, dilithium crystals to your warp drive. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No notes. Great, great, great statement. (laughs) I I, I agree
2: 100%.
1: Yay. (laughs) So this is. I, I had to do something I, I haven't done in many other games we've played through, which is I had to like dip into the internet a couple of times because for most of the games we've played, like I don't have original manuals sitting around. Like no. you just, you know, you, you have like your nostalgia in the game and you just go for it. And <laughs> a lot, a lot of my sensibilities have been tainted by modern gaming, where there are things that I've started to take for granted that at this time in history you could not take for granted or things that were invented decades after this that there was no concept of at this time in history. And uh, with the chevrons, I knew, I was like, they mean something, surely. <laughs> but I, I, I like I agree with you. I didn't feel like I was going any faster and I, I hadn't really put it together yet. And then I needed to uh, look something up online about the game uh, because I kept – so There's a thing about mechanics I kind of want to – I'll get into more in a minute, but, like, I kept crashing on landings. Mm. And so I went to look something up about the controls, and it was like, oh, yeah, the Chevrons cool your engine down so you can, you know, turbo more. And I was like, ah. But then in in defense of the game design, um, there's no sound effect when that happens, but Mm. your temperature gauge goes below – the normal driving temperature. Right. So when you're holding down like the normal gas, it's at about 50%, but and it never goes below 50% unless you stop, which why would you ever do that? So when you hit the chevrons, it drops to like 25%. Right. So there is actually a visual indicator that something has happened, but because I was able to rely on the audio, I wasn't in the habit of looking down there for any reason. Right. So, like, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I I understand how that works out. The thing that I had to look up was um, landing, like, flush is not frequently what they actually want you to do. You are almost always encouraged to either land back wheel, like wheelie style, or front wheel, which, Hmm. like, I'm I'm not a -a motocross-a-list, but (laughs) I'm pretty pretty sure... A motocrosser, I'm, I'm pretty sure landing with the majority of your weight on your front wheel is not something you typically want to do.
2: I I would that, – that feels like correct because then – oh, actually, I – okay, so I am pretty confident that landing on the back wheel means that most of your weight would be on your legs versus on the front wheel most of your weight would be on your shoulders and arms. And I can say from personal experience at your bachelor party that there is a stark <laughs> difference between trying to do something that puts most of the weight on your legs versus most of the weight on your arms. So True story <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no I, I would say that 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 is certainly I or that feels counterintuitive and also I did not intuit that I was always trying to land on my back wheel or flush
1: so So side note, are you not even like the least bit concerned about what bizarre? Mental images people are now dreaming up with that really vague reference to my <laughs> bachelor party.
2: Well, um, I'm actually really hoping that they're dreaming all of that up and then having trouble distinguishing that from reality. And then like going around saying, like, oh man, you won't believe this the same thing that George did at lions's bachelor party. And then like, you know, the the legend grows.
1: Yes, legend. That's the that's the word I would use to describe where people's minds will go.
2: <laughs> I mean, we, we, we were at Disney World. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, actually.
1: Well, there were also a lot of spectators. No, no. that's not helping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one, one of us got severely hurt.
1: No. no. <laughs> See this anyway. could this could be another <laughs>
2: another running thing that we could do is just like like every podcast like you just give like another like clue to like what the thing was that happened, <laughs> but
1: ca- carried out at infinitum. Yeah, yeah, but but out of order, so like they have to like puzzle them all together. I like that. Yep, it'll be our I mean, national treasure. Yeah, just like our uh dedication to research, there's no way we're actually gonna follow through. On oh that. God,
2: no, no. No, I've already no, forgotten no. whatever it was that we said. And in fact, I'll fight to the death that we never said it because I won't remember it.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so the the way uh I just I need to put this capstone on this because the visual for it is absolutely insane. The way I learned that landing on the front wheel, the game sometimes treats as the correct thing, which to be fair, may not have been their intention. Mm. This may be like a quirk of the way the game was designed. And if you do it at the right time, you are able to exploit the game engine. Mm -hmm. But if you look up a YouTube video, that's something like, um, you know, like best time excite bike or something like that, you will see some really cartoony impossible driving <laughs> where where you have obviously gotten up to speeds that the game was maybe not expecting you to get up to nice nice so so like the the first place time on track number 1 i think is like a minute and 40 seconds or a minute and 30 seconds mm-hmm. it's a a fairly long amount of time <laughs> this video is 43 seconds nice So, I mean, over half, half. yeah, yeah, less than half, I guess is the right way to say that, less than half of of the expected, you know, time to beat. And some of the ramps he goes over, it just flies over them (laughs) and then lands on the front wheel and bounces over other ramps like it's. Mm. It's just super bizarre, but there were a couple times where, like, after I saw that, and then I went back to the game, and I would come off of a jump where I had crashed trying to land flush, and I would land on the front wheel instead, and I was like, huh. Mm. Yeah, that
2: that is uh, – that sounds like I may be – I don't know how the game's made, but that seems like it might be like a, you know, as long as value X for your landing is equal to one, like one is ideal, two is – less ideal zero is least ideal and it just did like an absolute value of that and zero is flush you know so it's just kind of like like landing on your back is like because they were like that's the ideal but then like that also means like and you can also land that same angle forward and it's like well whatever but now i'm just picturing because like i've seen videos of people doing like little tricks on you know like bikes like that where they like hop on the front wheel you know but now i'm picturing that they're like hopping over cars and stuff and it's just kind of like that's 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 way different
1: yeah yeah no it's it's it the game feels very like an attempt at realism until you see like a world record time for some of the courses and you're like oh now it's impossible video gamey jumps and i mean it's still (laughs) it's it's still fine but it's it, you know, it's like a, a, a toddler picking up something and being like, oh, look at how strong I am. And then, like, the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones picking up, like, the thousand-year-old tree. Just being <laughs> like, and it's like, oh, that, okay. So when you said strong, did you mean on the same spectrum as, like, what that guy's doing?
2: Yeah, because that guy, uh he's a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, a lot of the times when you see, like, Speed runs, especially ones where like it's like speed runs that are exploiting glitches. The they get uh, the wildest one I saw was for Mario sixty four, where you know like Mario would like jump, jump, and then like just like like seize and spasm, and then like <laughs> like suddenly like appear behind a door. I'm like, whoa, what? I mean, he looked like the Flash, like he was just vibrating fast enough to pass through the door. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, the game, That's yeah. that sounds like something the game would do, you know?
1: Yeah, and it, to be fair, I don't recall seeing any of the computer players ever awkwardly land on their front wheel. So that may actually just be exploiting the game engine like, hey, this is something the game allows, so I'm going to do it.
2: It's a legitimate tactic. <laughs> yeah one of the things that uh similar uh, so when when playing the game that i realized that this emotion that i have is pervasive um is that getting wiped out right in front of the finish line it doesn't (laughs) matter whether it's mario kart mario kart 64 whatever all that it is it is that exact same emotion because like I was just so close and then just one of the it, and it was purple. Maybe this is when it started, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a purple that came in and it just wiped me out like two feet away from the finish line. I was like, oh, oh, what now? I'm coming for you. And yeah, that's that was probably the genesis of that. But um, but yeah, so I just I just thought it was very interesting that it doesn't matter like the graphics. It doesn't matter the, the point in my life, that emotion is exactly the same
1: well and purple guy didn't even like steal the victory from you because you're all just competing against the clock yeah so it's not even like oh i'm going after him because he got first when i should have gotten first it's like no you just made my life harder yep but yeah that that yeah but you feel the same
2: yeah the emotion like i said the emotion's exactly the same And, and it made me kind of wonder like is there are there other emotions like that that are you know like transposable where it's just kind of like you know this this type of frustration or failure is exactly the same as this other type but yeah be being especially because in that particular run i was doing pretty well so like it's the emotion of doing very very well at something and having it taken from you at the very last minute (laughs) like that that's that that stinks man it doesn't matter what what you're doing that is awful and this this game the nice thing, though, is it only happened once, unlike with some especially modern games where it's just kind of like, oh, well, you have another player who's in eighth place, so we've got to give them the ultra mega superstar, you know, all that kind of rubber band physics. It it only happened the once, but the one time it did happen, I was like, oh, I felt this way before,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I will know if Susan listens to this episode or not, because uh, she has very strong feelings about the blue shell. I'm sure she, cuz she's she's good at Mario Kart. So she, she is good at Mario Kart and she actually she cuz you know I I I have a switch now so we were playing Mario Kart together and that was your she, first mistake. <laughs> no, we her, her and I can can play competitively and and not get divorced afterwards. Oh yeah, my uh, wife and I cannot. No, no, no. <laughs> no you cannot. <laughs> Which is why you are still married because yep. you know that about yourself.
2: Yeah, I, I, we learned that real fast.
1: <laughs> um, but we were playing and she was talking about the blue shell, and I was trying to be all like pseudo game designer. And I was like, well, it's, you know, they, the whole point with Mario Kart is they were trying to make it like as fair of a race for as many players as possible. So, like, no matter how far in the back you are, you always feel like there's still a chance that you could catch up and win. And, First off, she was having none of that. But, <laughs> but secondly, she compromised with what I thought was actually quite reasonable, which is the point of a game, and this should be true of basically any game, is to like have a good time playing it. Mm-hmm. So in her mind, the blue shell should only exist when you are playing against other humans, mm. because the computer does not have a better time when it screws you. That's,
2: yeah, that's interesting, because I... I absolutely – because I I don't play – I mean, I played Mario 64 and then not much of the newer ones as they came out. I assumed that the blue shell only came up for humans. Oh, yeah. Why? Why?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's easier game design to just say like, oh, it's a consistent experience. But that's the thing is like when you are inches from the finish line and someone in 38th place freaking blue shells you – and then, you know, Luigi goes flying past you like a smartass, and you're just like, I'm what Luigi. just happened? Yeah. And and then it's like, so the computer is, at this moment at least, still an inanimate object that is not happy that it won. I, the human who paid to have this experience, am now angry because I feel like I've been cheated.
2: Not, not only so, are you angry, but especially because Luigi beat you. I mean, yeah. like, like, Luigi. Re- yeah, no, I mean. There is no worse defeat because Luigi is, I think, one of the worst monsters in history. I think we can say that in confidence. P- pretty safely, yes. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that's like an interesting argument that, like, this superpower that lets other people have a good time shouldn't be available to the computer.
2: No, I, I agree with that 100%. So much so that I assumed that it wasn't, <laughs> you know, like, I literally, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, when you're playing by
1: yourself you know single
2: player it, i mean obviously it's
1: possible in mario kart six was it first in 64 i
2: think the blue shell was first in 64 but it was super rare even when you were playing with other people like that that's one of the reasons why it's as long as we're on this tangent i <laughs> have disliked the evolution of mario because i definitely understand the idea it's like oh well you want to have you know a broad spectrum experience and all this sort of stuff but To me, like with 64 is if I was really good at the game and you were good at the game, we there was still enough rubber band physics that we could still like have, a you know, be close. You know, but if I was really good at the game and somebody was like moderate or bad, I would consistently beat them. You know, that is no longer like you'd expect. Right. Exactly. That's no longer true. You know, so the blue shell existed, but it was it was so rarely you got it so rarely that I couldn't tell you for sure whether or not I ever got nailed with it when I was in single player mode, you know?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: But now my understanding is they give that stuff away like candy.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, when you get to the end of a, especially in the higher cups or in the higher CCs, like you get to the end of a race where you were in first place the whole time and you didn't get blue shelled at least once. That is surprising.
2: Yeah. And, And that one and being turned into a bullet bill, I remember are the two that, drove me the most off the wall
1: you know the bullet bill isn't maybe they toned it down since because i know it's been in at least two iterations of the game but it the blue shell is the only one that i feel is like controller in the wall screaming that the game is cheating (laughs) everything else is like oh no they got that power i find annoying or oh no they have a red shell but i don't have anything to block it with but the i mean the the blue shell is just like well, there's only one way to defend against this, and the defense is actually more rare than the weapon. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Excite bike. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there was a, one other thing
2: that I meant uh, wanted to just touch. Uh, well, I, one thing I want to make sure that we discussed was the um, level designer. Oh, yes. Like that, I think we, 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 we got to talk about that because that is awesome. And that's one of the things I remember like having the warmest feelings about was just building these absurd freaking tracks, you know, (laughs) when I was younger, just like, like, like jump, jump, super jump, whatever, boost, 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 you know, like all that, just seeing how much you could break it. That was just a blast.
1: So the one thing I I have to say about this before we get into like what it was like to actually use it is did you try and use the save mechanic? I
2: did. But I
1: did. Did you notice it doesn't work? No, I well, okay,
2: so I, I did in the sense that I like saved and then immediately played the track and then like abandoned it. You know, like I, I Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't try to I guess the problem is I didn't try to load, you know. So
1: so there's two interesting things with the, the design mechanic that uh don't really come across clearly in the game. Uh one is when they brought Excite Bike to America, Americans never got the hardware that allowed you to save. So in the original instruction manual, thanks, Wikipedia, in the, in the original instruction manual, there's, like, a note that says, like, by the way, you can't save, but we didn't bother to alter the menu, Rafflecopter. And, <laughs> and so, so there's a save and a load button, but they do literally nothing. Hmm. And then the other thing is, if you want to put yourself into, like, a Sisyphusian hell. As I often you, do. When you open the designer for the first time, like when you you just booted the game up, and then you, you you say you want to play the game before you've actually designed a track, that track has no finish line
2: and thus never
1: ends. And thus never ends. So you are on just a featureless hellscape. And uh. if you and if you accidentally discover that bug when you've chosen mode A, so there's no, there aren't even other drivers. <laughs> it's just. You and the road, like just for all eternity. Oh,
2: dude, that is that is a, a little brother prank just waiting to happen, you know? Right.
1: And and you can't back out. I mean, the only way to get out of a race is to hit the reset button.
2: Yeah, like like to hard, like shut down yeah. the the universe, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, that is fantastic. No, I mean I I, I never had any siblings, but I, I could just imagine the Delight and glee you could get from saying like, "How about this? You know what? If you can finish this track in un- it's a, it's a long track, but if you can finish it in under fifteen minutes, I'll blankety blank. But if you can't, then blankety blank. Whatever you know, like. But yes, it is long. It's like it's long, but if you if you're really focused, and you can get it done, and then just hand it to them, and then just <laughs> go away. And they're like, I don't know, man. I was racing for like half an hour. I just don't know what it did wrong. There weren't any things. So it's like. And you could even just make it even worse to be because when they're like, I didn't even see any obstacles. It's like you didn't find the obstacles. My God, what did you even do? try again, you are, man? You You're not terrible even close at this game. <laughs> it's like telling somebody that you know. I, I remember, I think it was Penny Arcade did a comic on it where it was like telling somebody that um, the Wii Weather app was actually a video game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think that just shows Gabe where he's just kind of like like. It's raining in Singapore, and then Tycho's like, "Oh man, that's really bad. You might have to reset." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that would be delightful to do with uh, <laughs> with with Excite Bike. But uh, no, did not did not know that. Did not experience that.
1: Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> so tell me about the crazy track you built. Um. Yeah. No. So for the
2: first thing that I did was I just went through just to get a feel for it. Was I just went through like A B C and you know, just like obstacles because all the obstacles are just given arbitrary letters you know so i just went through and just did all of them in order to just get a feel for like what they all were and then um yeah then basically it just became a series of those super ramps and cooldowns and all like in a line so i didn't even really have to try <laughs> and then you know like this super big obstacles you know so i could just like leap right over those oh yeah no i felt i felt amazing and then you know got bored and stopped doing it but you
1: know like yeah. But I mean that unless you're unless you're building something you're gonna try and like save or share or like have somebody else like you build an amazing track and then you're like, okay, try and you know beat my time on this amazing track I built. Like of course what you do is you build like the impossible Yeah. You know, this track only makes sense in a world where I have superpowers and don't fear death.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean it's like with most games, like my my life cycle with like modern games is you know Play it for a while, you know, enjoy that, then like kind of go online and see if there's any like fun weirdness, and then go online and see if there's a way to break the game entirely and like basically unlock God mode. And mm-hmm. then you play that for a couple of hours and that immediately gets boring. And then, and then you're just done with the game for a while, yeah. you know? Cause I mean, that, and I always feel that that's like when it comes full circle for when you like. You start off, you have respect for the designers and like all this amazing thing that they've made. (laughs) And then like you get really frustrated on some minor glitches, and you really wonder why they don't let you just do this because it'd be super fun. And then, like, but then when you break it and become God, you know, you're just kind of like, right, and now this is boring because there is no threat of death or no challenge. And no, I get it. We're we 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 are brothers now again. And then you know, (laughs) cycle, the cycle ends.
1: Well, um, if there's any Buddhist listening, I'm about to seriously piss them off, but Sweet. I, I really, I feel like gods are a godlike thing as part of the reincarnation wheel, but they can't escape the reincarnation cycle. So like, even though they're all powerful, only humans can escape the reincarnation cycle by achieving enlightenment.
2: Yes, if I remember correctly, which means I probably don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As we've established. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, it's just to stay on theme, because I love how, how Excite Bike became a theme about memory for some reason, but.
1: Yeah. I wonder I'll bet people think we we pick like weird quirks we're gonna attribute to each game, but we don't. This nonsense happens in real time. Yep,
2: it's just it's just the, the general insanity of our lives. But uh <laughs> no, if I remember correctly, I you, you are correct. The only humans can attain enlightenment and get out of the wheel. But like becoming a god or 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 deific character person thing, whatever is and I'm not sure if it's it's actually a god. I think it's more like deity-esque
1: you know like a, like a yeah like an angel kinda. yeah
2: the, yeah their equivalent yeah. Of, of an angel um it's like for a particularly good life led you know like it, that's the reward is that you get to be an angel for a while you know sure but it's just not one that necessarily led you to enlightenment you know so you yeah, get
1: to, I, I mean that that's nice it's like uh you don't, you don't get to get off the carousel ride but you get right. to be god for a while
2: yeah it'd be kind of like you know if if you spent your entire life acquiring material possessions and then giving it all away to charities you know because you actually wanted those charities to do good it's like well you did really really good stuff kind of missed the point of like material possessions causing desire and want and and thus you know like you missed the boat on that which is what would have led you to enlightenment but you did a bunch of really good stuff so we don't want to like negate that you know so
1: so god mode enabled yeah so
2: be a god for a little (laughs) while you know jump around doing that and then then jam back over here we'll
1: put you in a human again and you can try again so on the design thingy um Mm -hmm. i do i i will give them ultimate props for having that level of like foresight at this stage in gaming history like for for them to say we are going to cut out some of our incredibly limited memory to build in like a track editor, and even though like yeah okay the save mechanic didn't work in in America and in Europe haha but like even shipping it broken, you could still use it when you were playing. Yeah, you just and, couldn't and,
2: turn it off.
1: Right, and and building a track, even though the letter thing is absurdly stupid yeah that was pretty right obnoxious. but but that i'm again i think that's just a limitation of the time like they had to put a huge amount of information on the screen at once and right. it's not like they could have a bunch of collapsing menus that would be nightmarish so <laughs> so they give you the you know i think it's a through s yeah um, there, like there's like i guess what would that be like 21 different obstacles or something um and then you uh you know you can build and building is pretty good you can't really go backwards and if you accidentally like drive forward a little bit and then you want to change that last obstacle it's like too bad you missed your opportunity um but overall like it's actually pretty sophisticated even now like alone for the time but the the fact that it's in there at all i think showed like amazing foresight like oh eventually you're gonna just expect to be able to do stuff like this in games so here's here's like a rudimentary version (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I'm in, and, and you would know more about this than I would, but I know that in a lot of games, like the reason why God mode and things like that exist is because basically the software developers use it to, to debug, you know, like to basically say like, Hey, I don't want to deal with all of the, I don't want to deal with the game. I want to test like the specific thing. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that they basically had this track editor and they're like, can we, can we fit that on there? And it's like, yeah, we got to lobotomize it a little bit. And it's like, well, go for it. You know? Um, yeah.
1: And, yeah, I mean putting putting developer tools in the player's hands is is a very old old-fashioned way to let people cheat. I mean, god, in the original Sonic games, the cheat mode was literally called debug mode because that's what it was. <laughs> it just it let you break the universe in fun and interesting ways and and man, I had a lot of fun doing that, but um, you know, like nowadays, like there are entire genres of games like the creator mode in Minecraft is arguably just the debug mode for Minecraft. like it's It's like what if you had unlimited numbers of all the materials all the time? Also you can fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it takes all of the rules of Minecraft adventure mode and turns them off and then lets you push the engine to its limits because you can do anything. And then
2: people built a full-size replica of the USS Starship Enterprise.
1: yes. But but I, I just think it's interesting that like something that used to be in games so that the designers could make sure the game was functioning correctly has essentially become its own genre of game.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I think that that's, that's fantastic and, and, and very interesting. And I think that certainly, if not the first, one of the first would be Excitebike or something like that where they were just like, no, let's just leave this in and just. See, I mean, it doesn't hurt us all. Ca-
1: call it another mode,
2: yeah, exactly. And just see what happens. And then, I and like I said, like that to me was the thing I remembered and loved the most about um, Excite Bike. Was it as amazing as I remember it? No, um, just because this was one of the first of its kind that I'd experienced. So I was just kind of like, this is the best thing that anybody's ever done. Ever, I get to make the tracks, I write the <laughs> stories, uh, you know, unlimited power. And, uh, and now this time I was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I can make like these like cool, you know, awesome tracks that really kind of pushed how fast I should be going. And, and I got bored with it relatively quickly, but at the same point in time, it's still, you know, okay. So like when people originally started, you know, getting all into, um, you know, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, when the Lord of the Rings was coming out, Right. I was just kind of like, I don't understand what the big deal with Tolkien is. He's basically—I
1: I, I assume you mean the movies, since the books predate yeah. us by several decades.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I don't have a time traveling <laughs> excite bike machine, so yeah. <laughs> when, when the movies when the movies were coming out, um, yeah, everybody was like super stoked about it, and I was only passingly familiar with it, and I was just like, "What's the big deal?" It's just basically D and D, and they were like, "Yeah, this came first. Like D and D is based off of Tolkien's universe." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, now I see why everybody's so excited about it. so like this is kind of a similar experience where it's just kind of like knowing that this is one of the first of its kind, you have to remember that when you're doing it because otherwise you'd be like, Man, newer games let me do like way more stuff. It's like, right, but but this was one of the first ones that did it. So yeah, but,
1: but those exist because of this. Exactly. And you're like, yeah.
2: oh well you
1: like Minecraft, you have excitebite to thank for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that there's the tagline. You like Minecraft? <laughs> excite bike
1: but. and it does i will just say is one of the like if you want to give it more accolades which why not yeah. um it it kind of is your makeshift two-player mode because it's like you build a track and then you have like your your friend or your sibling play right and then mm-hmm. they build a track and then you play and because i mean you could do handoffs on the regular single player game but like it doesn't feel quite as collaborative. It just feels like I'll play single player. Then you play single player. Then I'll play single player again, which which is how everybody played it. Right. Yeah.
2: But no, I I think that you're, you, you land on something amazing, which is that that would be an example way, way earlier than most examples are cited of um, asymmetric gameplay.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're the DM, you build the track, right? And then mm-hmm. the, the player drives the track.
2: Exactly. So two completely different experiences, but still, yeah. So wow, that's that's kinda cool that like I wouldn't have said that Minecraft or uh hit excite bike was one of the pioneers of asymmetric gameplay, you know? But there 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 you have it.
1: Yeah, man. Some of these these some of these old games, like they have a lo- I think they have a lot more to them than they typically get credit for because there's so much opportunity to be shallow. Like if you just look at the graphics and the music compared to modern graphics and modern music, it's like, well, yes, obviously technology has improved dramatically in the last 40 years of, of what we think of as modern gaming. And yes, the the stuff from the seventies and eighties does not compare well to the stuff of the aughts and the, the teens and the two thousands. But I really don't think Game design, by which I—I I don't just mean video games, like all of gaming, has had nearly as dramatic of it as an evolution. Like people thirty years ago still understood like game mechanics, and and the technologies allowed new mechanics to be invented. But I, I don't think we discovered fun in like the last <laughs> twenty or thirty years. I think that that
2: for me, I would say that comparing old gaming to new gaming is there's two things I think you have to take into account of is one that um, a lot of what made some of the older games successful and some of the older games unsuccessful became canonized, you know, so like there's some things that you see older games do that you never see anymore. And it's because (laughs) – yeah, because it was awful and it made the game awful and and so we just – we never do that anymore, you know? And some things that are amazing that are like standards now, you know? And so that kind of leads into the second thing, which is to me all modern games kind of have to say like they stand upon the shoulders of giants, you know? So like one of the reasons why they're able to put so much like effort into like pushing the boundaries in this new area is because they don't have to worry about some of these like basic things that have been standardized, established, and that's just the way you do it. Because they tried all of the different ways, and this way was considered the best. So unless that's the thing you're trying to change and push, you leave that as is. You know, because you don't want to like overwhelm the player. Like uh, one of the biggest ones I know, Ocarina of Time did was um like Z, uh, like lock on targeting you know Hmm. i don't know if they pioneered that but i think that they were one of the first you know and now you see that all the time
1: yeah if if they weren't the first to do that they are probably the most popular example right so you know now it's just kind of like yeah and the the implementations you see are all virtually identical to the implementation in ocarina of time so not only did everybody crib that idea cuz it was a good idea, but it's not like they cribbed it and then improved it. It's like it basically the original implementation is still the one we have now. <laughs> like 15 it's years ago. It's like the later. wheel.
2: People were like, "Yeah, maybe made out of rubber, maybe made out of wood, but that, we're not going to yeah. change that. That that yeah. works.
1: Perfectly round. <laughs> I yep. like it." So uh yeah, what did you think? Did it, did did it hold up? It does it absolutely holds up. The only like asterisk on does it hold up? Is I didn't have as clear a memory about how short it is.
2: I would agree with that. Yes. So,
1: so it was kind of like when I was done playing, I was like, "Oh, there's uh, okay. I I guess I'm I'm done now." <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> I did all of it. Yeah, and you you can't play against other people, and and I like you you know, I made a ridiculous super track in the designer and then I was like, okay, I get it. Right. Cause, cause I wasn't designing those tracks for anyone else to play. You can't save them. So like that, that ran its course very quickly. Yeah. So, so it was just kind of like, I, I wish there was like more, like even if there were several tracks that were similar, so like maybe 10 tracks, but there isn't a huge amount of variation between them. But Mm yeah i mean memory limitations there's a limit to how much stuff they could shove into those cartridges
2: yeah no i i I definitely would agree that it's way shorter than i remember just mostly because i think that we were mostly doing the asymmetric gameplay of make the ridiculous track drive the ridiculous track and then making the ridiculous track takes you know a while you know so that's how you lose hours and hours and hours of this game as opposed to playing the pre-made ones which yeah i mean i think it Generally takes about two minutes, all said and done, to go through a track. So that means you got ten minutes of gameplay, and then that's it. And then you know it's going back. But that, that means because um,
1: unless you're exclusively going for time then you right. don't think about the fact that you're doing the same track over and over because that's your objective. Your objective is to do the same track over and over and do it faster. And I actually did do that a
2: little bit where I just, I, I cause I played all of the tracks, I think like three ish, three, four times. And then, um, and I went back and did track one about like 10 times, you know, I'm just kind to get a feel for it and like start to memorize. And I did like feel that there was some degree of memorization like that helps, you know? Sure. Um, but, uh, but honestly from my opinion did did it hold up? Yeah, I think that um bit I mean I enjoyed playing it. I would recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it as like a $60 game, you know? I wouldn't <laughs> say like like oh yeah, you know this is this is like Fallout 4, you know, where it's just hours and hours of gameplay and no, it's not that. But I mean, if you can get a hold of a copy for relatively cheap, you know, then yeah, just throw some time at it. It's uh it's a pretty straight it's very straightforward and I think very enjoyable.
1: Well, the fact that all of the tracks, both modes and the designer are available the second you turn the game on, that makes it a lot more like snackable. Yeah. You can just say like, okay, today I'm going to sit down and see if I can beat my best time on track four. You don't have to do anything, right? There's no save. There's no even like a code to input or anything. You just sit down and if track four is the one you like and that's the one you think you can beat your record time on, like go for it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think snackable is a good way to describe this game, which is it's just like if you got ten minutes and just wanna play a game, it loads up super fast. It basically just loads up and says, like, Excite like what do you want to play? And you go like, I wanna play this mode, I wanna play this track, and I wanna see if I can beat my time. I got fifteen minutes, so I'm gonna blow that doing that. I did it, I did do it, whatever, put it down, you're done. But
1: um, which yeah. I mean it, it makes sense that it's not a huge time sink of a game because as we've established you are driving a time machine
0: the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone there's no player two there by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed A few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness just sword in hand Your memories creeping End of a smile, you realize again what you've lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you save the day than on all the experience you